Before we start today's episode, we would like to bring awareness that sex traffickers are now targeting women by using napkins on doors as well as zip ties around the vehicles. If you come across any foreign objects on your car, please contact authorities. Do not touch those objects and be cautious if you come across your vehicle with anything foreign on the vehicle. Women, be safe and drive safe. Welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Kendra. And Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Um, This is episode 55 for us. So we thank you so much for listening thus far. We weren't here last week, but we hope that you guys were able to catch up on previous episodes. Um, As you know, we are both wives and mothers and life happens. So thank you for hanging out with us regardless. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so we're going to jump into this week's episode. Nicole, how was your week? How was your weekend? Okay, so the kids are officially back to school, mm-hmm. and we're starting to get back into a routine, which is super nice. Um, I spent the last week just first kind of enjoying the fact that the kids are back to school and just kind of like taking a deep breath, you know? Right. I got back into my fitness journey. I love it. I was like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I first started it, I didn't post anything because just like you never know if you're gonna <laughs> stay on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta kind of keep it to yourself. Right. But this Sunday was the start of week four. And literally I worked out in the gym every other day and I do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it takes a second to get into a groove, you know? Right. And I finally was able to get in my groove, finally able to comfortably intermittent fast without like freaking out. Because I feel like the first week or two of intermittent fasting is kind of up and down. And I don't let myself go into panic mode about it. Like if I feel like, no, I I really am hungry. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like, it's like, I know I need to eat something, you know? Yeah. I will come out of the fast to eat because I'm like, I'm not going to push myself to the point where I don't like to do this, you know? Right. And then some days I go past the 16, but I do 16 and eight, 16 fasting, six, and then eight eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but this past weekend, let me tell you, <laughs> I shopped Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even a little today because... <laughs> We're at the end of a season, so everybody's deals are so crazy. Like, I even text Kendra on Friday, like, the sales is hitting. Like, you got to you gotta get there. I literally bought oh, short- I'm like, dang, I'm in the car. I'm on my way somewhere totally opposite of where I need to be to shop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because I picked up, oh my, I got so many good finds over the weekend, like $4 shorts. And like, I'm- I understand how much things cost wholesale. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm getting these linen shorts for $4 and these cargo uh, pants for $6. And um, I, so I shopped till I dropped on Friday and then Saturday, I don't know what it is, but I've been keep trying to take my kids to this outdoor mall in Rancho Cucamonga, right? Mm -hmm. And every time I go, uh, there's a train there and we miss it every time. Like we can go and they're at lunch. We can go and they've already closed. I'm like, I've missed the train four times, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so this past Saturday, we're like, no, we're going. We're going earlier. It's not too hot. So we finally got there. We were able to get on the train. I was like, thank goodness. Like, yeah. I mean, telling them about the train and they finally were able to go on the train because it's just been a long time since they've been on one of those little right. trains, right? Okay. And then I was like, well, let me see what this stores is doing. So I picked up a couple <laughs> Yeah, because uh, that H&M over there is the best. I don't know if you went in there, but that's the Yeah, best. that's where I went. It's my favorite H&M. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so I had a feeling that was a good H&M because the last time I was there, I went there and Zara. And Zara, when it's not a sale, is just like ridiculous. So I'm like, I'm not paying that in Zara. Um, unless they're trouser pants or, or blazers. Um, but uh so i don't mean to keep saying uh but h&m i hit in there i got a good deal in there on this denim vest and i love denim so like denim can do no wrong for me so <laughs> i got it for like five bucks and then the next day i went to nordstrom rack <laughs> oh man you really was cleaning up <laughs> i was next day i went to nordstrom rack and i got um these reebok cute Reeboks for twenty dollars. Which one did you go to, Chino or uh, Riverside? Riverside. I went to the Riverside, and yeah. it was hidden there. And I got uh this dress in there, and it was just cute. And I was just I didn't buy a whole lot of things, but well, except TJ Maxx. When I hit up TJ Maxx, it was a lot, but it was like four dollars. That's what she texted me, you guys. She was like, "You got to get to TJ Maxx. It's crazy in here. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it was." crazy and it was like in tj maxx it was all sizes so it was like every size had steep discounts i was in there just having a ball because because i know how much things cost i can't shop normal like right. i just i can't right. and so i have to shop at the end of seasons because i was like yeah yeah i'll buy it for four dollars yeah, yeah yeah i'll buy it for six dollars yeah 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 <laughs> California, you're gonna still be able to wear them shorts like <laughs> yeah exactly and we're such a beach family that I'm like I'm gonna get so much use out of this so um this four dollars like it's it's a hit yeah that's what I that's what I was doing what about you um so as she's texting me about TJ Maxx I'm driving in the opposite direction to LA <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, my one of my other good friends I know you guys are probably like dang every weekend is one of her friends birthdays let me tell you guys so from <laughs> July to October like my best group of friends is five of us yeah from to, oh sorry y'all from July to October there's a birthday every month oh wow and um yeah, so, and we all celebrate our birthdays in different ways. Thank God this year, nobody, well, one of my friends did go out the country, but none of us were able to go on that trip. So we celebrated her this past weekend. Um, and I don't know why, it's just been a, a theme to do a staycation in LA. So that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we stayed at the Intercontinental, beautiful hotel. Nice. And, um we went to dinner at this place, Beauty and Essex, I think is uh, how you pronounce it, but food is so good. Um, and then we did like brunch at this Jamaican place the next day, Black owned, really nice vibes. The owner was super nice. It's just 
kind of like, you know, you got to have a reservation and we were late. So we had to wait a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Because I saw the Jamaican food. Babe, have you read Jamaican? I've never had Jamaican food before. And I was like, that actually, the, the food there looked good. It was really good. Like we did the, um, they had like an oxtail mac and cheese Ooh. and it was fire. The oxtail was yeah. so tender. Um, and then we had um, lamb chops. So we kind of just shared everything. Uh, when me and my husband go out to dinner, we always like get different things and just share everything. So like my friends are starting to come around to the idea of that because I'm like, we get to just taste so many different like things yeah. if we just share. It is that's money. Because these places are not cheap. So um, we did the lamb chops and then we did the oxtail mac and cheese and then they had some type of like shrimp fries with jerk sauce on it and then wait shrimp fries yeah it was like fried by french fries and they had shrimp and they had like jerk sauce and pico de gallo it sounds like a lot going on but it was delicious that sounds real bomb um and then we tried a couple of their drinks and it was just a nice little vibe um it was so cool it was such a cool experience because um you know black girls love brunch right so there were so many different groups of like women in there. And it was so funny because we were sitting at the bar and there was a group behind us and this other group of ladies walked in. It was probably like 10 of them and they're all dressed really cute um, in their brunch wear and everything, you know, just beautiful brown, black queens. Right. And yeah. so all of a sudden I'm like literally recording a video of me and my friends. And then all I hear is, "Woo, yeah y'all come in here like literally cheering like so then the whole restaurant is basically like cheering and I'm like what is happening and literally they were just cheering at the fact that these beautiful girls just walked in like you know just kind of celebrating them and it was like of course everybody's having mimosas so they kind of lit yeah like how beautiful is that like because too often we see people like hating on each other or like yeah you know, just not being nice. And so just to, I bet that made their day. Like they're literally just walking into a restaurant. Everybody is cheering for them, just for them being who they are. Right. I thought that was super cute. Um, But yeah, we just had a great weekend. We went across the street, shopped a little bit. And um, yeah, it just had a nice little fun weekend. And then I came home and Sunday just did a little family day at home with the kids and stuff. Did you like that Zara over there? Um, actually, I did. Of course, they didn't have my size and stuff that I wanted. But yeah, they, yeah, they never made it to any type of... Does Zara have a sale rack? They don't have a sale rack, do they? No, but sometimes they'll have a sale in there. Like, they're kind of known for, like, when they do have a sale, it's just kind of crazy in there. But when it's not a sale in there, it's real... Yeah, so it was like everything that I saw was still full price, but there was this dress that was kind of pricey, but it was fire. And I was I would just get it anyway. But they didn't have my size. So I was I was like, I still need to look online. I took a picture of the um the SKU number so that I can look it up and see if they have it in my size so I could order it. But um they actually had some really nice pieces in there, but I was just not trying to spend that kind of money. 
You know, I found that Zara, this is so off topic, but I found that Sarah Zara to have good shoes because my sister lives over there. And so when I go visit her, I go to that Zara and they always tend to have good shoes. Ironically, usually when I go to Zara, that's the first thing I look at as the shoes because I know I can fit them. But um, <laughs> I didn't right. get the shoes because I was looking for like stuff for my vacation. And so um, so the dress that I saw, like that would be perfect like for my vacation. So I need to hunt it down. And it's such good quality that it's like, you don't even, it's like, uh, I'll just pay it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Me, I'll be like, I'll be like, I could just pay it, but I know I'll be like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, ah. I mean, you always see those videos of like the uh, the Shein and the Zara, and it looks the same. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't. But the, I know that I I done bought from both, and the material on certain things just do not add up. Like, don't buy no blazers from Shein because it really it is like uh, buying it from. The swap meet or something. Yeah, it'd be all spandexy. Yeah, it's no structure to it. Like you're not getting that like touching and feeling a Zara blazer versus a Shein blazer is like night and day. Yeah, because the Zara, I will say, the Zara blazers trousers ain't one. Right, you can get you a a blazer from H and M that's a little more comparable, but it's still dollars. Yeah. But uh, $50 is better than 112 so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right along. <laughs> okay. So we could sit here and talk about it all day. Get into these hot topics. Yeah. So we're going to jump into some hot topics. A lot of chat-worthy topics that we came across on social media over the last couple of days that we just want to touch on. One of them was a video went viral of a young man speaking about how Black women are tired. In his video, he men mentioned that Black women are tired of being independent, being strong, taking care of everything, and working all the time with no help, um, and basically just being the sole providers in their household and having to not having anybody else to rely on. Like he was just speaking on the fact that. You know, sometimes women do want to be able to be a helpmate and to support their man or their husband, to nurture their kids, to, um, you know, be supportive, but also while also pursuing her dreams and passions. And a lot of times it seems impossible because they haven't found a man that they can trust to be able to share those responsibilities and share those roles and actually want to be that provider, actually want to be a part in a partnership with them and take some of the load off of them so that they can also live a healthy, balanced life as well. So in talking um, and also reading the comments in the video is interesting because um, I do feel like what he was saying is true. Like a lot of women work hard and um, do everything and are Miss Independent because what is the other option? Like somebody right. has to do it. And if either they're, excuse me, either they're single or they're with a man who is less ambitious and allows them to basically carry the load, 
what other option do they have? You know, if they want to have a live a certain type of lifestyle, if they want to be financially free one day, if they want to uh, provide a certain lifestyle for their children, and the man that they have is playing video games all day or doesn't care that he doesn't have a job, then what are they supposed to do? Right. And what I got from it is I appreciated him speaking up and translating it because I felt like these conversations happen between women all the time where women say like, you know, I want that partner that I can lean on or I want, you know, I want to be able to, to, to feel supported and support back. I want there to be that balance to be there, but it's just not there. And so I appreciated him standing up for, what he is hearing women saying and yeah, being important sorry that was another important factor he said i speak to a lot of black women and what right. I gather is so that means that he is not assuming that right. is what black women want he has actually spoken to a larger group of black women and like nicole is saying he's bringing it back to the masses and interpreting it through a man's voice hoping that maybe men will hear you know exactly because him being able to translate it into a language men can understand it's been able to pick up steam it's been able to be reinforced and i think that at some point i feel like at some point black women have gotten to the point where I feel like for a long time, black women were just like, I'm only going, I black, most black women, at least most black women that I meet prefer to be with a black man. Right. Right. And I feel like black women are getting to this point of black women fight so much for the black man or stand up so much for the black man or so there for the black man and starting to feel like, hey, we're going decades on decades on decades, decades on decades on decades of being your partner, saying we support you. And even when behind the doors, when we're picking up this, slack. picking up, yeah, we're picking up the slack, but we're not saying nothing. And now we're black women are getting to the point where it's like, you know what, we can't, we don't want to pick up the slack anymore. And we want our, I feel like it's not as vocal because Black women don't want to say that we're they don't want to yeah they don't want to tear black men down they don't want to bring it they they already know black men are already up against a lot and they're not and I think that's why it's been behind closed doors for so long is that and that's why when people bring it up they don't specifically say black men but I feel like when black women are talking that's usually what we're talking about also too you have to think about the generations right so right. i saw my mom do it all and right. my mom do it all and a lot of times you have three generations living in one household and yeah. you saw the grandmother the mother and it's just carried down to where it's like where was the man yeah where was he at why wasn't he helping he wasn't there this is what i saw so uh, some women in the comments who are saying they don't agree yeah possibly have are coming from that point of view where you know they only see 
a woman be a black woman in their household be strong and that's who they were raised to be i don't need a man i don't need anybody to do anything for me i got this i i'm a strong black woman but now often we're hearing more because usually it used to be like a, a badge of honor to say i'm a strong black woman right the conversations lately have been i don't want to be strong no more yeah. I don't have to be strong. I don't want and, to have to carry it all on my back. And I think that comes from um, like the world of the media of YouTube and this and that. We've been able to see into other cultures and see like, oh no, their men too don't be, uh, they be slacking, they be carrying their weight too. Like it's not yeah. as vocal. Like black women, have, black women have been targeted and branded as being strong right but other races we can see now that oh like oh they have some similarities in a sense of their their moms were carrying it all too mm -hmm. and how come their moms are carrying it all too or their cultures and their the women are carrying it all too but they're not getting that same stigma of oh i'm a strong i'm a strong latina woman or like i'm a strong asian woman like but black women, it's like you say, like, oh no, oh no. So we can we can carry the we can go ahead and carry the weight of our family, and we don't have to be branded as being strong women. We could be we could rebrand this whole thing. Like we don't have to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think also with other cultures though, with history, uh, when you speak of other cultures, you don't automatically think of women carrying it. Like yeah. in a Hispanic household, the men, they go out and they work every day, even if they don't have a job. They go out five o'clock in the morning and they find work. Yeah. That's just how it is. And Asian household, like so many other cultures, like there, there is a known standard that this is just the way it is. Right. But whereas in the Black culture, that's not always the first thing you think of. Yeah. But even though we're not given the credit that we are due, because a lot of there's a lot of times there's more two parent households than not like these. Yeah. Things. But back in the day, I remember when I was in elementary school, none of my friends' parents were together. I oh. think I only had like out of my friend group, like one or two. You know, I had still had a, a two parent household. So growing up, it was mostly single parents. It was either a single father or a single mother. And yeah. growing up in LA, that's just how it was. You didn't see a lot of two parent households. So, you know, that's not the first thing that you think of. And so when you're raised to see that, that's just the way it is. And it also leaves the responsibility off of the man's back. Yeah. But he also wasn't raised to have to be a provider because he didn't see a man in his household doing that either. So mm. I think yeah. it's, it's a larger conversation, but I think it's really good to have someone speak out in this manner and to have more and more conversations about this so that one, like you said, Black women can see there's an other side to this. I don't have to do it all, right? Right, right. And also, Black men can take take that mantle and say no i i'm not going to be the the stigma i'm going to be who i who i'm supposed to be in my household i'm going to carry the weight too 
I'm going to be a partner. I'm going to help with everything so that we can raise our kids together. We can build our family together and that I can pursue my dreams and passions, but she can as well. She doesn't have to feel like, because I think another side to this is something he mentioned is um, supporting her man, nurturing her kids while also pursuing her own dreams and passions. If you are responsible for a household and you have bills to pay and all these things by yourself, you might stay in a job you hate because the bills are getting paid. So right. allow to pursue your real dreams and passions because you don't have the time to take off from your job to go and learn a trade or go back to school or go take a course on you know, something that you really are passionate about. You don't have time off work to do anything. You have to show up there nine to five because you are relying on that check to feed your family, to make sure your kids can participate in sports, to make sure all the bills and stuff are paid. So there's so many sides to this and there's so many different perspectives. But I think the important factor is that the conversation is started. I'm going through the comments of the... um of the post everybody's like yes lord <laughs> Thank you. Thank you amen and men and women and you know one of the first comments that i see on my on the post that i'm looking at is from iman i don't know how to say their last name but tiana taylor's husband and he said well said black man well said but yeah. he he's a he's a provider for his family he's a a husband and a father he spoke about it in an interview recently that, you know, Tiana makes her own money, but him being a man, he didn't want her paying for nothing because he just felt like as a man, it was his role to be a provider. Even though she's at the high success that she is and she can contribute, he like, girl, I don't want your money. Like, <laughs> and, and for him, that's what it looked like for him to be able to provide for his family. And that made him feel like he's doing his part. So, right. you know, and there it, it's good to have other men joining in the conversation that are saying like, yes, 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 yes. And not just the women, because that's what right. we need is for other men to speak out about it and kind of like lead the path and show other men like how, how this can be done. Yeah, I think that's the biggest part that's necessary because once they are able to start once before you can change something you have to realize it right you have to be able to point it out and yeah. so for him to be able to step up acknowledge it it gives it space to live and people be to be able to conversate about it yeah. and for, it gives us the opportunity for things to get better yeah for sure and I, it all boils down to trust because a lot of women were like still you know i don't need that da, 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 da. and you know that's true we really could make it happen on our own. But the purpose in having a partner is, you know, partnership is like, you play a role, I play a role. We do this, we do that. You know, like we all, we're working together, right? In partnership, you work together. So if somebody is carrying in the load, you do you really have a partner? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's the point? So I think we have to kind of, de you know, desensitize ourselves into thinking that, just because something was a certain way doesn't mean that it's right. And it doesn't mean you have to accept it. Like you have to kind of free yourself from that thinking. Like it's okay. It doesn't make you any less of a woman 
to be able to lean on your partner. It doesn't make you any less of a, it doesn't make you any less independent to have help. Like you can still do things on your own, but do, do, you, do you want to? Exactly. Do you I, want to? It's all right. Let's yeah, I think that's the question you have to ask yourself is, do you really want to though? Yeah, let's lean into the support, okay? Yeah, and then you can start being honest with yourself and then you can see what you really want. Because if you keep telling yourself certain things, you're gonna you're gonna believe it, but it ain't always true. <laughs> okay, we gotta get to this next hot topic because I really felt this was such a good one. Um, Kendra was sharing with me earlier today that she found this TikToker, right? Mm-hmm. And the TikToker, obviously, there's so many people that get on social media and they'll be like, um find out who your real friends are uh, once you have kids. Well, once you have kids, you find out who your real friends are, right? Okay. And Kendra shared with me this video where it was from the friend's view saying, you know, once you guys get married or have kids, and Kendra can add to this too because you got the notes on it, but from my memory, it was basically like, you know, once you guys get married and have kids, you act like um, I'm not relatable to you anymore and the young lady went and said, you know, my best friend, she got married, she had kids and she came in town and I didn't even know she came in town. And um, her f- response was just like, I'm tired. And it's like, you could, and the friend just felt like you could have hit me up because said like you're in town or something. Oh. And the friend basically was just saying, it's not always the friend. Sometimes it's the moms. I'm sure Kendra can add more to what she was saying. Yeah, that's basically what she was saying. Like, you know, from the mom's perspective, it was, you know, you can know who your friends are when you have kids. And I think what they mean by that is, you know, sometimes when you have children, I think it also depends at what age you are when you have kids. Right. Because, you know, sometimes if you're if you're a teenager, when you first get pregnant and you have to change schools, your life changes completely while you're in high school. Like, yeah, your friends might not be around you as often because they know you have responsibilities. They know you have things going on and they're still teenagers. And it sounds super selfish and, you know, it is, but being selfish is not always a bad thing, but, you know, your path is different. And because your path is different, things are going to change and you might grow apart. If even when you get pregnant older in life or not older, but, you know, not in your teenage years, but in your 20s or whatever, you, wherever you are in life, if your friend group is going in a different direction, not necessarily in a bad way, things are going to change. But, right. you know, so I think on both sides, we kind of have to understand each other's perspectives and we have to understand that change doesn't always have to be bad, but things when you add different elements things just change like life is ever changing like we're always going to be evolving we're always going to have different things going on i'm sorry guys my husband is still on the computer no worries um i was thinking how uh i everybody always has that little like um like feels bad when you get into a relationship and then you don't see your friends as much and kendra had brought up a good point that when we talked earlier that you did a really good job of 
informing your friends or having that tough conversation? Because I feel like most of the times people just don't want to have that tough conversation that, okay, yes, I have met somebody, I'm in love with that person and I got to balance out my time between them and you. And I know before we was going out every day, every weekend, this and that, you know, and it was all fun, but I do have this new person in my life and I do want to make time for them. And I feel like it's just those tough conversations are not being had. Yeah. And if you're able to have that tough conversation, I just feel like that is such a, uh, such a good thing or needed to, to be able to evolve the friendship or keep the friendship. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's healthy and it's helpful when you have a conversation in any relationship, when you see a change about to occur, yeah. if you have that conversation before the, the change actually happens, it helps that person prepare themselves for it. So right. when people are not prepared, they have a reaction. So if you are, you know, you know, you're about to have a baby, you know, you're about to get married, you know, these things are happening and things are going to change. But sometimes I, I also think that the person that is going through the process, whether they're getting married or having a baby, they have so many other things on their mind that that's not the first thing they think about is considering the, uh, your friend's feelings. Right. And, um, but I would encourage you, if you're about to make these changes in your life, do consider the other people in your life's feelings because it's just going to make your life so much easier. You're still going to have hiccups. You're still going to have things occur. Like when I, I was the first person out of our friend group to get married. And before I got married, I lived, me and my best friend were roommates. And all of the other girls, you know, they would come to our house on the weekends. We would, you know, go here, go there. And even when I got into a relationship, those things started to change because most of my weekends were spent with uh, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. But a lot of times they were included. So it was like, you know, we're going here. Y'all want to come? Or, you know, it's a group thing or whatever. And um, I think I think my other two best friends, they had boyfriends at the time too, but a couple of the girls in the group did not. And so I mostly kind of like talked to them. Um, but I just with one of my friends I actually sat down with her and had a conversation because you know we were really close we're still really close and we are really close because we had that conversation and yeah. I just let her know like you know a lot of my time is going to be spent with you know my um, my husband at the time and I still want to make time for our friendship so we might just have to plan it a little bit better but like, don't ever feel like I'm excluding you from my life. Like I genuinely care about you. I care about your friendship. My priorities are shifting, but I always want you to be here. I want you to be involved. If you ever feel any type of way, please come and talk to me about it. And of course things didn't go perfectly. I didn't do everything perfectly. My friends didn't do everything perfectly, but at the end of the day, we always were able to have a conversation and I feel like if you give each other grace in your separate areas, right? Like there has to be an understanding of what the lady in the clip talked about was like, you know, they, they're acting like I can't understand because I'm not in their position. And the truth is you don't want to say it in a mean way. Right. Reality. That's what I was just about to say. Like, I feel like friends, if, if you, if you're a friend and you're not married, 
you don't you don't have kids it's okay that you can't relate like it's really okay like i feel like the worst things happen is when a friend that's not married or doesn't have kids tries to give advice mm -hmm. And it's like the worst advice, they don't understand the context of what you're trying to really say. Like I, when I say I'm tired, my mom will understand like, okay, yeah, you know, you're, you're tired. But I, I don't like when, if you tell a friend that doesn't, is not married to have kids and they say you're tired and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm so tired too. And you're like, no friend, I haven't showered in two days. Um, I changed a diaper and got poop on my finger. Like I was up all through the night and still like i'm like bleeding like there's a lot going on and it's like it i get discount, tired, but we're tiredness it does not discount you have yeah, to does not discount it but you just oh, can't relate yeah to, to the tired that i'm talking about and it's not discounting that you're tired like you said it doesn't discount you're tired i get it you're tired but you can't relate to being funky and ain't got <laughs> and got poop like and, and that's okay. Like, I just wish people, I just wish like single people that didn't have kids could just be okay with the fact that they can't relate to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it doesn't make you less of a person because you can't relate. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, one person's life isn't better than the other or one person's situation isn't better than the other like the other yeah it's I really mean, just learn to listen though we're not we don't we as americans we do not listen we right. we listen to respond so right you say i'm tired it's like oh girl i'm so tired too i had to do it. it's like an up one thing like we're not in competition here right you don't have to out be out tired me so right if we're having a conversation and Nicole is like, oh girl, I'm so tired. I might I'm gonna naturally say, oh girl, I'm tired too. If I am, you know what I'm saying? Right. But we can't like be going back to back, like, well, what you do today? Why are you so tired? Like, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, oh you know, like just listen to each other, hear each other out. Sometimes as moms, you know, you really don't have a lot of people to talk to especially when you're a new mom and if you're a new mom and then all your friends don't have kids or you're trying to find like a way to relate to them at the same time like it's a dancing act like we're all trying to learn like everything is new we have to give each other grace like I'm trying to learn how to be a mom while being a wife while being me okay let's not forget about me and trying to be a friend and trying to be a daughter and you know what I'm saying so it's a lot of things going on at the same time but sometimes I feel like on either side, you know, we just thinking about ourselves and how it affects us. And right. we have to take into account the change that is happening in each other's lives. Like, so when I had those conversations with my friends, I tried to put myself in their shoes as well. Like, it's hard to go from being with your friend and having access to your friend 24-7 to them not being able to answer the phone. Mm. to them not being able to say yes to going to brunch with you or what whatever the case may be it's a it's a change for them as well so I tried to handle it with as much care I'm not perfect so I didn't do it perfectly but I tried to handle it with as much care as I could and I feel like sometimes that's what the friends are just asking for is for you to treat them like they matter 
Right. I think the best way to do that is to have that conversation before you have the baby. Yeah. In the early stages, like I'm pregnant. Okay, listen, because (laughs) (laughs) exactly because once you start getting farther along, it becomes more tension. And all your priority is going towards that baby and getting your house ready and getting your mind right to be able to push out this baby. So I don't have time to go over here and coddle your feelings. I am so sorry. So if but you don't know what you don't know, you know, and so as a new mom, you yeah. don't tend to know that. Yeah. So, you know, we just, we're all doing the best that we can, but, um, and reading the comments of this post that we're talking about, we're going to be done with this in a second. <laughs> um, and reading the, the comments in this post, the, the main sentiment from the friends was, they felt like the when women became wives and mothers, they threw it in their face that their friends were not in the same position. And I think it's all about perception because sometimes pe- I've experienced this as well. People feel like you're throwing something in their face because they can't relate. They feel like the convers- if the conversation is going in the direction about what's going on in your life and they cannot relate to that, it may feel like it's being thrown in their face. Right. And on from your point of view, you're just talking to your friend. Right. You're just venting. You're just talking yeah. about what's going on in life. Yeah, because this is what's going on in my life in my life. I, I'm a wife and a mother. That's what's going on with me. That's my main priority right now because this is all new to me. I'm learning how to navigate it. So I might talk about it a lot. Just like if you got a new boyfriend or a and, new job. Or a new job. And you're, and this is it's at the forefront of your mind because it's something new in your life. And if you talk to me about it all day, every day, I'm not going to be like, is she throwing her new job in my face? I can't do that because it's, you know, it's not always about, we always make it about us. And sometimes we're meant to just listen to people. And that's what friendship and conversations are supposed to be about is to listen, give feedback if it's asked for you know, celebrate with people, pray with people, like whatever they're going on in their life. I feel like we just have to learn how to not always make it about us. Yeah. And exactly. I'm guilty of that as well, because yeah. sometimes things that are going on internally, like I talked about a million times before, I struggled when I first became a stay-at-home mom because I'm like, should I be at work? Like, because every five minutes, people was asking me when I was going back to work. So, you know, I could, I, I would take offense to that sometimes. Like, they, they must think I'm just sitting at home not doing nothing. But that's because that's what was going through my mind internally. Right. But I had to deal with that and not project that onto other people because they literally could just be asking me to make conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of times we internalize things because of whatever we're going through. Subconsciously, we may be thinking about, dang, like, I should be getting married right now, too. Why she keep talking about her husband? You know what I'm saying? So we have to just learn to like whatever we're dealing with, deal with that and not project it onto other people. So on both sides, like it's I'm um, sorry, I have to write that down. Never project how you feel about yourself onto other people. Right. Right. It's helpful. Like helpful it's super helpful because you put your head into a tailspin exactly like, 
gotta learn to deal with our own things that we have going with us and like be honest with ourselves about what where we are in our lives and we'll be more helpful to ourselves we'll be more helpful to the people and we'll take some of that stress you know off of ourselves exactly well i hope you guys enjoyed those hot topics very relatable hot topics this week and we got to cruise right into the main topic the main girl this week because we got to talk about this soft life okay it's no more black girl luxury it's soft life it's giving feminine (laughs) it's giving soft it's giving soft girl era (laughs) (laughs) but Truth be told, Black Girl Luxury is a part of living the soft life. It doesn't have to be, but we're expanding. It's expanding into soft girl life. So let's start off with the actual definition of soft girl life. Do you have it up, Kendra, or I can pull it up really quick? Yeah, I got it. So there's a few definitions and interpretations of what living the soft life is. If you guys have not heard this term, you're probably not on social media. So right. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to learn something new today, okay? And you okay. might want to adopt this uh, way of living. And um, I have uh, adopted it and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So um, we wanted to kind of like just talk about it today because it it, it has been um, a trending topic um, in social media. We've seen people talking about it a lot and, you know, hashtagging and all that stuff. And some of you might not even know what this means. So we're just going to break it down today. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the free dictionary definition of a soft life is a life that is, I don't even know that word, Typified? a life that is filled with ease, comfort, without requiring any hard work, sacrifice, or unpleasantness. Um, there's another definition that I kind of like this one a little bit more, which is Living a soft life ultimately means that we know our worth and that we're not waiting for others to give us the respect and the love that we deserve. We prioritize that first ourselves and set the standard for everyone else. So um, I kind of like that second definition more because uh, to me, so- living a soft life is living a life that you enjoy, living a life of peace and positivity and prioritizing yourself and living a life of ease. I feel like a lot of times, um, well, we are conditioned to hustle and bustle, right? Right. So it's like, you go to work, you go to sleep, you get up, you do it again. And and now it's like, you work at 95, then you got to have two or three side hustles. Then you got to teach a course about your side hustles. You got to you got to have reels going on Instagram, TikToks going. You got to be on Twitter. You got to be on live. like it's all this stuff, right? Yeah. And we are just going, 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 and never really taking the time out of side aside of when we're on vacation. And a lot of us, even when we're on vacation, we're still working. So because you got to get the content right. So you're still working. And um, I think living a soft life is finding ways to still do the things because you're not going to be irresponsible, right? 
So finding ways to still do the things that you are required to do just to live your life, but try to incorporate ways to do it with ease, whether yeah. that's creating systems that work for you and your household, getting everything organized in a way that makes things easy for you. Like, I think, I think like living a soft life is living life on your own terms. Yes. You know, like I, I, I was thinking about it and I was just like, um, I kind of fall in both parts where like I'll hustle and bustle, mm -hmm. but I do all my hustling and bustling on my own terms. Like yeah. if I don't want to hustle today, I'm, I'm not going to hustle. I'm going to just do like, just, I think it's living a life at ease on your own terms. And also it's changing the narrative of what it means to be a black woman. Like what we talked about earlier, I feel like the soft life is a rebranding for black women to be okay with living at life of ease, indulging into luxury, indulging into the good things about living life instead of always being at a place where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna, it's like living life in more of an abundance. And it doesn't necessarily mean things that are expensive. It can mean like, I'll see pictures of people saying living my best soft life. And they're, you know, sitting on the grass in the middle of a park, eating an apple under yeah. the sun, uh, pretending to take a nap. Like it's, it's just- like romanticizing your life. Like yeah. I, I have adopted this of romanticizing everything in my life because it makes me feel good. Right, right. Like living a soft life is prioritizing yourself and making yourself feel comfortable in your life. Like, oh my God, it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> and you know what? I, I The more I think about it, because like we have talked about this earlier, but when I, when I look into my own life, I feel like a conversation we had earlier too was like you were telling a friend like no you're living a soft life and I was like I thought about it later I was like wait some of us are living a soft life and don't realize it because there's so much attached to what we do you know but you know at the same time we're doing what we do on our own terms you know yeah and it's just taking the time to like you don't wake up tomorrow and just live a soft life. Like, yeah, you do have to prepare yourself for it because we do got to get things done. But right. set up your life in a way to where you can live it more at ease. A lot of times people feel like, like when I was talking to my friend, I was like, girl, you are, you're living it right now. She's like, yeah. but tomorrow I got to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, of course. But right. We can still work on things to help set us up to where we can do it more often to where it becomes a lifestyle. So whether that is budgeting your, your life out so that you have the money to do the things that you actually enjoy without having to stress over your bills. Right. Learning and, and indulging in positive things that are going to help you to prioritize your life properly like setting up systems that make things easier for you in your household right um, doing things that you love daily whether that is laying in the, putting your toes in the grass sitting outside for five minutes and just letting the sun hit your face 
I uh, I saw a YouTuber that was criticizing women for talking about soft life because if she was trying to say that if you watch on on YouTube for Harriet and she was talking about how um, influencers that are promoting soft life but they're working their butt off to to show these aesthetics so it's like how are you living a soft life but you're working your butt off um, to create this content and on one side it's like okay i see what you're saying but on the second side just because they've figured out a way to monetize living their soft life like who am i to say they're not living a soft life they just figured out how to monetize it because this is what they enjoy right you think they're working their butt off to do it but to them it feels like living a life at ease because you don't know the job that they did before they did this you don't know that they went through getting to where to where they are now and doing something that they possibly could actually love like is it so hard to believe that they actually love creating these con- this content if they like to shop right and buy home decor if looking at home decor is pleasing to them it it, it makes their heart smile and they like recording, they like editing, they like listening to music while they do it. They have they're sipping their coffee while they do it. They have an upload schedule that is pleasing to them. Who are you to say that they are working their butt off? Yeah, exactly. And just because you're not working your butt off doesn't mean that you're not working. Right, right. And so it's kind of interesting because it's all about perspective, perspective. right? She was trying to say like well you know she can now live kind of somewhat of a a soft life because um she worked so hard the previous years but it was just kind of like there's so much into people trying to define exactly what something is and it's like no like if it's if if this is what is pleasing to you like if this is what success looks like to you instead of trying to just keep trying to categorize everything as oh this is what success looks like this is what soft life looks like it's like no what is you know what what might be soft to you might be like frustrating to me you know yeah it's it's really an individual per individual it's not so much it's one fits all you know it's not it's finding ways to make things more comfortable for you in your life removing things that are unpleasant to you because something that might be pleasant to you is unpleasant for me like you might like a super firm mattress but for me that is unpleasant I do not like (laughs) so everybody's life everybody's standard is different everybody enjoys different things and living a soft life is not worrying about what's going on in your life oh 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 It's, it's it's me focusing on me and positive things to me, it's removing negative energy, negative people, negative right. thoughts. It's increasing the positivity, creating things in my life that are comfortable for me, removing things that stress me out because natural stressors are going to come. So if I can remove things from my life that stress me out, I'm going to remove it. Living a soft life could be you moved into your house and they have these ugly blue walls and you just have not had the time to paint these ugly blue walls okay. and you decide to take a day and 
just have the kids go to grandma's house and find you a paint color that you like and you paint that room so now when you come home you can enjoy it you can put your plant there you can set up your coffee station and it doesn't have to be expensive it's just finding a little corner of peace for yourself and I don't have to look at that ugly blue wall anymore because it stressed, stressed me out so people might say, well, you had to work to paint that wall. But yeah, but look, now I can enjoy it. And exactly. now I can enjoy this room. And this room is not stressing me. I don't feel closed in anymore. So it's just finding ways to make life more comfortable for yourself. Oftentimes we overstress things. We let things completely. I told my son that today. He said something happened at school. And he was like, oh, another bad day. And I said, was the whole day bad? He said, no. I said, don't let one, one thing that didn't go the way you liked it determine right. what your day is going to be. Exactly. Day is not bad. You had a moment that wasn't so nice for you, but the whole day is not ruined. Right. Day is not bad. It's all about perspective. If we take more time to focus on things that are positive and try to just stay in that and not let those other outside influences or things that are trying to infiltrate your peace don't let them set up camp in your life exactly you take that moment and throw it to the side where it belongs and get back into your positivity get back into your zone get back into what's comfortable for you now this is a luxury okay we yeah and that we have to work, we have responsibilities. Uh, people are probably listening to this right now, like, girl, I, you know, like, <laughs> I understand. I completely understand. And it's just finding those pockets of moments wherever you can to do things that are comfortable for you. If you're at work and you like a, a special scent or something, bring that into the office with you with however you can. Like, yeah. There's different ways we can do things like declutter your car, declutter your house, declutter your room, set it up in a way that you actually like it. Because nine times out of 10, we don't like clutter. We just don't have the time to declutter and do that stuff. Make time for it. Don't go to that birthday party. Don't go to that baby shower and get your space in a place that you like it. Exactly. So then when you come home, you can enjoy it and you can romanticize your life. You can light your candle, your favorite candle that you like. You can, you know, find your little drink that you like and turn on your show and feel like, ooh, I'm cozy in my bed. Like, and you can exactly you appreciate your life more because you've taken priority in it. You've made it a priority to make your safe space comfortable for you. Exactly. Like it's just taking the time to do it and and looking at Stop and look at it and be like, yeah, I did that. Give yourself credit. And, you know, just take it one day at a time. There's always something we can do at one pocket of our life to make it more positive, more enjoyable, more comfortable. Now, the rest of your life may still be, be chaotic, and that's okay. You just take it one moment at a time, one section at a time, one person at a time to start creating this pattern of positivity comfortability and pleasantries in your life that's exactly. to me that's just what the soft life is and that's it that's that's really it so it doesn't matter how chaotic life is it's 
prioritizing something in your life where you get to enjoy that moment. You get to enjoy yourself. You get to, you know, that's yeah. that's really what it is. And eventually, when you start taking it one section at a time, you start clearing your mind. So it's like, you know what? I don't really like this job. So it doesn't make me happy. So I'm going to start. Now I understand quit your job, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Looking for another job. Okay. I extra, when I have an extra five or 10 minutes here, instead of scrolling Instagram, I'm going to go scroll Indeed. And I'm going to figure out another position that might be more comfortable for me um or might be more on the trajectory that I you know that I'm headed towards um or I don't want to work for anybody anymore I want to start my own business but let me just start a little bit every day let me take an hour out of my day or out of hour out of my week whatever you feel like you can handle and start working on it yeah, that might be your little time of peace in the day because you're doing something that you're passionate about. You're you're working towards that goal, and you're able to step into a different realm for that hour and say, "This is what my life is going to look like." I'm working towards my, you know, you start motivating yourself, and um, so that you can get into that full time soft life. Like yeah. you're working towards that. I'm not full time soft life yet. I, I just, I'm creating moments that are enjoyable for me. I create content on Instagram that I like to go back and look at. I watch my own dang on videos. Okay. It brings me peace. It makes me comfortable. And I create the type of content that I like to watch. So I've curated my timeline for videos that I enjoy. I like home decor. I like fancy, cute little cups. I like watching people go on vacation, like those are the type of things that are on my timeline because that's what I like looking at. So if you got people on your timeline that get on your nerves, take them off. Okay, take them off. <laughs> you got people on your timeline that's always spewing negativity and always having drama and oh yeah, going on in their life. That can, that can transfer into your thoughts, especially if you looking at the last thing you look at before you go to sleep. So you know, we just have to be mindful and intentional about what we're intaking and, you know, just try to put more positivity in and then you'll be more positive. And, you know, to me, that's what it's about. And really every step matters. Like no step is too small. Like you really have to take step by step by step. And like Kendra said, you evolve. You start to say, you know what, this job or, you know, this friend or this person on you know you ever like have somebody on your timeline that you're just like you like what did they just post and then <laughs> you go to their page and you're like why am I following this person like I don't even know who this person is like <laughs> how did you even end up here like how am I even following you and then just unfollow them because it's just like what is this yeah. <laughs> So if you want to take notes, anything you want to take away from this, I would say make yourself and the things you love a priority. Find something to romanticize in your life. And by that, I mean, like, you know, setting it up, making it cute, whatever. Um, find ways to make your life more comfortable. Remove things that are unpleasant. Remove negativity. And just love on yourself. Mm. Just love on yourself. So if you guys want to take away anything out, we would say take away those things 
this is attainable for you. You can do it. Yes. If you have the desire to, some people don't have the desire to. Some people they need to like go, 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 go. Or they condition themselves to go, 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 go. Or that is their soft life. They enjoy the go, go, go. Yeah, being busy makes them feel good. It's all about what whatever makes you feel good about yourself too. Cause like I don't like to be at home every weekend. Like that being out and having experiences, you know, being around people, that those are things that I enjoy. But if you're if you're a person that's like, I want to have more time at home, I want to have more time to enjoy my space, then that's for you, you know? Amen. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys learned something. If you want to continue the conversation, we always are, you are always welcome to continue the conversation on Instagram. So make sure you guys are following us at Somebody's Mama Pod. Check us out on our website at somebody's mama podcast.com. And also be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Somebody's Mama Podcast. Leave us a five star rating and review. We appreciate y'all so, 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 so much. And we'll holler at y'all next week. Bye.